Hey, it's Wolf. The NFL Combine rolls. So what does Monty Ford hope to get out of Indianapolis this week? We get going tomorrow at 10 a.m. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Five o'clock hour here on the Burns and Gambo Show. We welcome you back on this Tuesday afternoon. Gambo's back after his day off yesterday. Good to have you back here on the show as Gambo took the day off to go watch his son play baseball for Corona del Sol. First high school baseball game. That's exciting. That's first exciting. Yeah, yeah, you get to as many as you can, man. I know. Get to as I many know. as you can. I, I took, you know, I took tons of days off to go watch my kid play. And uh, I told him, when you're a senior, I'm going to be at every single game. I'm not going to miss one. Oh, because by then you're going to be retired to be working yeah, anymore. So okay. that's you know. right. So when he's a, a senior, uh, I'll get to go to all the games. Wow, not miss any of them. I'm going to have a new co-host here pretty soon because that's going to go by really quick. I know. I know. It'll, 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 I know. It'll fly. I was going to say, should we nice. hold Gambo to that? I don't know. Oh, no, I will. I'll be at every single one of his game. I'm not going. I'll be done working. I'm not going to be doing the show anymore. Oh, I know. So Everyone thinks I that will. Gambo with this retirement stuff is the boy who cried wolf. Eh? I, I, I don't know if I believe that or not. I think you oh, will. Yeah, no, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think you're. you're I told you're him going to be gonna, done on this one. Yeah. yeah I, I think. I, but that's going to watch every. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to miss like 17 games this year because I'm only going to go to like two or three of his baseball games. But I'm going to as a senior, I'll go to all of them. You, well, you still have a job to do today. Uh, yeah. I'm and, good. And the, <laughs> not, not to be. But you know what? As we've decided, Dell, on today's show, you're the good cop. I'm the bad cop. Apparently, that's right. You're, good vibes you're, only. You're good vibes only, and yeah. I'm the one who's like, oh yeah. man, I got to make us get back to work here. But back to work, Gambo. We got to talk about this scouting combine and um, the the wide receivers as we know it when the workouts start later this week. Roma Dunze from Washington will do everything. He will he will test. He will run. He will do the interviews. Malik Neighbors out of LSU is going to do the interviews. He won't run. He won't test. Marvin Harrison Jr., not only will he not run and not test, he'll be in Indianapolis for the meetings and the interviews and things like that. He is not training for Ohio State's pro day. He's not training for any kind of pro day. He doesn't have an agent. He's going. He is training with Ohio State's head trainer to get himself ready for the football season in the fall. Not training for a pro day or a combine or anything like that. I don't have a problem with it. I don't either because I I his, think his body of work at Ohio State is 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 terrific. Um, he doesn't need to impress anybody at a combine. You want to see? You want to draft me? He knows he's going to be a top five pick in the draft. You know why should he go out there? Like I know what am I do? What am I doing here? You want me to go? Can you go run run a forty yard dash? And um, I'm sure that he'll talk with teams, uh, but he's not going to be there for the interview process. And I think with him, as good as he is, like okay, like, and, and even Monty said, like the film the other day. Didn't Monty say something about the film? Like the film's the most important thing. Yeah, when he was on with. Uh, uh Bickley and Murata for Newsmakers film. Week. They kind of asked him, you know, what's the most important thing? He goes, film. The film. Game film. Game film. And, and then when a player in the interview says something about their work ethic, we'll go back and watch the tape and see if what he said matches up with what we saw. And if it doesn't, then we know that we've got a guy who isn't going to work very hard when we need him to work very hard. It's, it's not that there's nothing to gain or anything to lose for him. Like, I don't think he could lose if he goes to the Combine. I don't think he would. I don't think. Oh, oh my God! Did you see what he ran? Okay, we're gonna drop him. He's not a top ten pick anymore. I don't think that that could happen to him. But I think it's just a matter of I, I like what he said. I'm gonna get ready for the NFL season. Like this, this is a, kind of a waste of time to me. I think I'm gonna get ready for the NFL season. When you're a player, and your comp is AJ Green, or your comp is Larry Calvin Johnson, 
you know, or Larry Fitzgerald, I, I don't think he's got a thing to gain or lose out of the combine. I, 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 I don't think he's got a thing. I think he knows, and I think that's why he doesn't have an agent. I, I What do I need an agent for? I know. I know I'm, I'm going to be slotted a certain amount of money. Yes. Yeah. His... I'm going to be the third player taken. I'm going to be. Now, you might. There are, you know, there are things you would want an agent for to help you negotiate with that first contract, but there's not a lot. I mean, it's mostly all kind of done. He knows that they're, the only variable in this equation is if Malik Neighbors during LSU's pro day, if he goes out there and just is a stick of dynamite and just poof, it runs this 40 times, everybody goes, oh, my God, did you see what Malik Neighbors did? He's six feet tall. I know, but there's some, not a lot, but some who believe that Malik Neighbors could pass Marvin Harrison. I don't buy it for a second. I don't think you do either. But I'd be derelict if I didn't say there weren't some people out there who said, yeah, they might have Malik Neighbors higher on their board than Marvin Harrison Jr. Seems like blasphemy to me, but from what I understand, they're out there. Uh, Roma Dunze, I could see where he could you know, probably benefit and gain sure. by doing all the stuff, doing all the workouts at the Combine, doing the interviews, because he might be able to pass Neighbors. If people think that Neighbors is number two, he might be able to pass them. He's bigger than Neighbors, had a great year. Maybe there's some, you know, maybe he can improve a little bit. And then, like, even with all this stuff, and I'll continue to say it, like, we're so ultra-focused on what the Cardinals are going to do with pick number four. Man, they got a lot of picks in the top 100. Sure do. They got a lot of picks in the top 100. And, you know, for Monty Austin, for we, we are ultra-focused on what he's going to do at four, but he's ultra-focused on what he's going to do throughout this entire draft. You sent me a note today when we were getting ready for the show about kind of evaluating the draft and where it's the deepest in. And, yeah. and, and this isn't a surprise to us. Because we've been talking about it so much. Two of the positions that the draft is the deepest in are wide receiver and offensive tackle, yep. which obviously greatly benefits the Arizona Cardinals that they're able to kind of take advantage of that. Uh, quarterback is a strength. Tackle is a strength. Receiver is a strength. I'll tell you the position that I want to know how it's going to fit in the equation somehow. Corner? Yep. Because I need a young one. I was thinking edge rusher. Okay. That, Man, they need an edge rusher. I, and if the draft isn't that strong in those two positions. Well, then that's where you're going to see him go free agency. So I think wherever the draft is not strong, because they've got all these picks, wherever the draft is the weakest is probably where he'll concentrate the most on the free agency. If there's not any great edge rushers in the draft that he likes in the first few rounds, he might go get an edge rusher in free agency. If he doesn't like the corners, well, then he may go get a corner in free agency. So I just really think, because, you know, you talked about the depth a lot. It really is, you know, the depth to, let's just say 100. Let's just say 100. Because well, how many picks do they have in the top 100? Is it four? Six. So I was say, yeah, six. I knew that. Six. Six picks in the top. Now, after that, everything's a flyer. You know, after your first six picks. Sure. Every, but in the top 100, you're expecting to get guys that are going to play. You're expected to get, like, now. You're going to play now. <laughs> you know, I'm going to draft you as a top 100 player. I'm, you know, I'm expecting you to come in and play. Now, anybody they get in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round, you're taking, your fly, you're taking a flyer on some of these guys. You're looking for special teams guys. You're looking for backup depth. But I think in the first, with the first six picks, you are looking for guys that you expect are going to come in and play right away. Yeah. When we come back here on the Burns and Gambo Show as we're live from Salt River Fields, uh, we'll stick with the NFL and we'll bring you the comments of the general manager of the Chicago Bears because he spoke today and it's got people wondering just how on the clock the Chicago Bears are to make a deal with Justin Fields. That and some of the other 
quarterback questions as well. We'll get into next here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Coyotes at the Canadians. Pre-game coverage today at 4.30 on ESPN 620 and the Arizona Sports app. This is Ryan Poles. He's the general manager of the Chicago Bears. When does he want to make a decision on their quarterback? Tomorrow. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, before no, free agency? Or, I would love to know as soon as possible. Right. I mean, I, mean, I would love to know, um, but I know that's not how the process works. Um, you know, there's sure before free agency would be good. Like I said, I'm also taking, um, you know, if we were to do something with Justin, like I want to do right by him. Yeah, he said that a couple times today. Ryan Poles said, I want to do right by Justin Fields. They're trading him. Yeah, well, like, I mean, they're trading him. Yeah, they are. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, if he wasn't trading him, I mean, he would, they could come out and just say that, squash this whole thing. And, you know, we're open for their business. We'll, you know, we'll trade the number one pick and get a fortune for it. Um, but the chance to go draft, you know, Caleb Williams, I think it's going to be too hard to pass up. We've talked about this, the money thing. The money's the big difference. Like, if you keep Justin Fields, you're eventually going to have to pay him. And sometimes when you're not sure about a guy, it's better to get off him and then get a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract. Absolutely. And you can do a lot of things with that. So I think that's where they're going to go. Doing right by Ju- by Justin is the interesting comment to me because doing right by him is what? You, you need to do right by the Bears. You need to re- do right by your the owner of the team and the organization. you got to try to get as much as you can in a trade for him. So it doesn't. you don't care where he goes. You're just who's ever going to offer you the most. So what does doing right by him mean? Is that like, hey, we're not going to – drag this out forever we're not going to let you find out uh on a tweet on social media like we're going to make sure that we treat you with some respect because we actually have valued you here yeah because i think i I don't look i don't know how the chicago bears run their shop uh, but you get the impression that they almost feel bad for justin fields in a way like like look kid sorry we're in this spot where you know you just haven't shown us enough we've got the number one pick we'd love to give you another chance we yeah. just can't afford it it's like it. you're dating this girl and you really like her and she's really nice but it's just it's not it, it's not gonna go it doesn't play right her. yeah but but you're, you're not gonna marry her yeah you know but yeah. but still breaking up with her still I sucks just, you know yeah. because it's like oh, i like you yeah, this, this is gonna be tough because you're really nice and i do like you but you know it's <laughs> Laura's shaking her head back there. I don't know. Why? Well, she's a Bears fan, and she's, That's you know, the analogy. She's listening to two old guys talk about how to break yeah. up with. Did you ever break with, up with a guy where you kind of let him off the hook and, you know, nice and easy because he was a nice guy? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. exactly what we're talking about, right? No, I, I get the analogy. Yeah. Well, like, it what, works well. It's just right, like, because well, you're, just, you're just going to yourself, okay, I like you, yeah. you're nice, but you're just not the one. And so, right. yeah, it makes the- sense. I just don't have any faith in the Bears organization as a whole. So I think you guys are being too kind. Do you, do you think they go to Justin and go, look, it's not you, it's us. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> they do the signature breakup line, it's the not, breakup it's, sandwich. It's not you. It's nothing you've done. It's just it's just me. <laughs> okay. Compliment him, break up with him, compliment him, the breakup sandwich. Show of hands. Well, I know how Gambo's going to answer this. Have you ever broken up by saying, it is actually you, it's not me? Lauren's raising her hands. Hey, you know, the whole it's not you, it's me. It's actually you. It's actually you. It's actually you. You're crazy. You're just not. You're 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 crazy. (laughs) Seriously. You're nuts. There's something wrong with you. There is something wrong with you. 
I'm fine. I'm perfectly sane. I'm sound. I'm smart. You? Yeah. You're right. none of those things. So we're out of here. I don't, maybe I'm giving the maybe we are giving the Bears too much credit here. But but and where Justin Fields goes could potentially impact the Cardinals in that he could go to a team that now decides, hey, if there was a quarterback sitting at four and we wanted to move up to get that quarterback, now we don't have to. I'm thinking mostly of the Atlanta Falcons, but there could be others if the Raiders got Justin Fields. Those, the, all of those teams that are, that are not going to be able to get any of the top three quarterbacks are interesting. But, you know, the Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. is like, Michael Penix Jr. was just like sky high and he had that terrible national championship game. Yeah. Right, and so I think he his value his stock value dropped a little bit. Bo Nix seems to be a hot commodity right now. Yep, on the rise. It was even that report yesterday. The Cardinals have done extensive work on Bo Nix. I'd be shocked if they took Bo Nix, you know, in the in the first round. It doesn't make any sense to me that they would do that. But you know, you just never know. I mean, stranger things have happened. But like those teams that can't get any of the top three quarterbacks. Are they better off with a Bo Nix or a Michael Penix Jr., or are they better off with a Justin Fields? That is that is a great uh, – look, I think Justin Fields would be the only quarterback potentially out there, and this is Baker Mayfield, this is uh, Russell Wilson, and this is – who's Kirk Cousins. Cousins. I'm liking on the third. Um, Justin Fields is the only one where I'd say, let's give a shot on him and see what we've got. Because those other guys, I know exactly what they are. I know exactly what they do. I'd rather draft somebody not one of the big three in this year's draft than go sign a Kirk Cousins and tell my fan base that we can compete with Kirk Cousins how do you, or Russell Wilson. Yeah, how you do know? you do that? How do you uh, think about it as a fan base? Like you, you got, hey, we got you, Russell Wilson. The guy's toast. Yeah. I liked him in Seattle. You know, I was a big fan of his coming out of college in Wisconsin. I liked him, but I don't think that any fan base is looking at Kirk Cousins or Russell Wilson and saying, okay, we got our guy. We're going to go to the playoffs next year. We have a chance to win it. Which then makes me wonder how excited would a fan base be over Justin Fields? I, you like the potential. You and, like and the ceiling. You and, like the upside. And I'm you asking like the, the question because I don't know the answer. Like, like I agree with you. Like My favorite team tomorrow signs Kirk Cousins. Eh. Great, Kirk Cousins. You know, it's it's it would Here we go. Here we go. But, Check down to the running back. But my favorite team signs Justin Fields. I'm at least intrigued because it does feel like there's some right kind of undiscovered part of his game that still needs to be refined and mined a little bit and worked on, and he could be pretty good when it's all said and done. There's also a lot of teams that have taken, like Miami Dolphins took a chance on Josh Rosen, and um, how many how many teams took a chance on Carson Wentz? And so there's a lot of these guys that you know that were first round draft picks that get these second and third looks, and they still don't amount to I, anything. I, I, you're right. I don't know why Justin Fields feels different to me. Not that he's going to be better necessarily, but I don't feel like. I'm ready to slide him over into that Josh Rosen. Oh, yeah, we got to look at you, and you're no good. Sam Darnold. Right. Yeah, the same category, right? Sam Darnold. Yeah. Pick. Got to look at you. You're no good. You know, the, and you, like, it's kind of like when you watch these first round picks and you know you're not the guy. I don't feel like Justin Fields has shown that he's not the guy. Can he yet. be Baker Mayfield? Maybe. Maybe. He, he might be Baker the guy Mayfield's who, a guy who. Yeah. You know, was we was he was good, not great, but he was good enough, good enough to take Cleveland to a playoff game, right? Win a playoff okay, game but in they, Cleveland they, they for the didn't first want time. him. They didn't want him anymore. Yeah, no, they didn't. And he had like a, you know, he kind of revived his career this Carolina, year. The Rams, well, Carolina, the Rams. Carolina was a disaster. Around. Yep. But this year he kind of they want him back. They totally. like totally. 
Absolutely. Like, he could be that guy. Like, okay, you're good enough. Like, but how good? Are you good enough to win a Super Bowl? Are you good enough to get this t- team to the playoffs? Like, Goff's another one with Detroit. The Rams were like, it, it, he was only supposed to be a temp in Detroit. I mean, like, just long enough for them to kind of draft their franchise guy. He's the guy now. He He's the, I don't know how long it's going to last, but it's going to last at least a couple more years where I, I feel like Justin Fields, could be another Jared Goff. He could be another Baker Mayfield. Put it, put it this way. He's in a much better spot for teams wanting him than, say, the the, the Jets quarterback from BYU, the Wilson kid. Oh, yeah. He's like he's Josh Rosen. He's Josh Rosen. He's Josh Rosen. He's Sam Darnold. Yeah. He's, you're, you're cooked. You're right. done. Justin Fields is at least, okay, I think he's got a chance to be good for a team that goes and grabs them. Yeah. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show here on Arizona Sports, we'll turn our attention back to the Phoenix Suns, back on the practice court today, getting ready for the Houston Rockets. Bradley Beal, when is he going to be back? That's the question. We'll give you the latest next on the Burns and Gambo show. Hey, it's Luke. After our first trip out to Salt River Fields this season, what's in store for the D-backs in 2024? We get going tomorrow at 10 a.m. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. John Gambadero, Dave Burns, live from Salt River Fields, where, uh, as Gambo correctly predicted at the beginning of the show, when we got to the end of the show, we'd be the only ones here. We are the only ones here. <laughs> we, we, are the, we, we would, I would say, turn out the lights on the way out the door, but they didn't turn the lights on. So yeah. we will be the last one to leave as the game ended a couple hours ago. Diamondbacks lost to the Texas Rangers. But as always... Serious note, we thank our friends over at the Arizona Diamondbacks for good guests today, good conversation. Always one of my it. favorite places to go and do a show. For is them. here? Is here? Always, always liked it. I've had memories. Remember that one? Remember that one year we were here and it was like a storm. I mean, it was so cold. I do. We had, so, we had to go inside and like get blankets. No, from no, no, no. I'll, I'll go even one better. It was so cold when we were out here. That Arizona sports banner back there. We tore that down and we used that as a blanket. As a blanket. To keep us warm. Yeah, it was we had so nothing. cold. Oh, yeah. it was freezing out here. Yeah. I, I, and then there are other years we've come out here and we've absolutely baked. I mean, just so roasted. So one year we came down, there was actually snow on the ground. Remember that? Yeah, well, there was one year we were supposed like snow we were supposed to come out and do a show and the game got snowed out. So yeah. There was too much snow here. They had to, they had to cancel the deal. <laughs> it's, just, yeah, it's nuts. It's crazy. It's, yeah. just, it's absolutely nuts. Uh, from But again, thanks to the Dimex. And we'll be out here again in a couple of weeks. But really enjoyed our conversation with Gino Suarez. Uh, really enjoyed our conversation with Steve Perfume. It was good to have him on the show. Andrew Salfrank, he was a lot of fun as well. Uh, we enjoyed the conversation. We appreciate being out here. As far as the Suns go, um, they were, they're still a couple days away from their next game. They play the Rockets on Thursday. Uh, I'm reading from the Twitter account of Dwayne Rankin from a few hours ago. He's the beat writer, covers the team for AZ Central. And here's the latest injuries. Uh, Eric Gordon, Yusef Nurkic did not participate in contact work Tuesday, but did everything else. Bradley Beal did some non-contact work, was making progress, but, and I'm reading directly from Dwayne's tweet here, was having discomfort full court sprinting. Okay. And it's like, uh, you know, like... Yeah, they were very, trust me, I know this, they were very hopeful that they would have him back for Thursday's game against Houston. If it goes anything beyond that, then that's going to be a little bit of a surprise to them um, that he wouldn't be ready for that game. 
you want to get them back. They, you know, they played enough games together, but you know, the, the, the more the more the better. You're fighting for positioning. I mean, look how look how they were they were seventh, then they were eighth, and they're, now they're fifth. Like everything changes on a dime in this league. Their schedule is going to get brutal after these games against Houston. Look, I'm mean, going to be honest with you. I don't care if Beal plays or not. They better break out a can of whoop ass on the Rockets on Thursday. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm serious. I don't, I don't know what's like, making me laugh harder. You saying that or watching Lauren laugh? You saying that because that was funny. Like you lost yeah, they to better. The yeah, they better. Like I, they battled hard. They played the Rockets. Played. But come on, man. You you gotta. You got to take it to that team. That team should not be beating you when you're fighting for playoff positioning. No, that was, and I know that game happened a few days ago, but I also know you were off yesterday. So I think we could talk about it for a few minutes. That is, you mentioned the standings. That's going to be one of those losses that if we get to the end and the Diamond, and the Diamondbacks, the Suns are playing for their lives in the play-in tournament, you better believe we're going to look back at that Houston game. You better believe we're going to look back at those two San Antonio games back in November where they lost back-to-back to the dreadful Spurs. We're going to look back to the Portland Trailblazers game where they inexplicably lost to that. That's four games right there. The Hawks game? The Hawks was a, was another one. I mean, I we could put that one on the list. Okay, that's five. That's five games right there where, like, what are you doing losing to them? Yeah. What, are you, what are you doing losing to them? You, you, especially on a night where you're coming off the second night of a back-to-back. You lost the night before to Dallas. Talking about the Houston game now. You know you need that win. You need to reestablish order with that win. What are you doing letting them go on a 24-6 to run at the end of the first half? That that was a very discouraging moment. And one that, that I mean, thank goodness they beat the Lakers. And, again, remarkably, they're back in fifth now in the Western Conference. That's how tight everything is. But I tell you. I was thinking of you watching that game Friday night, thinking to myself, this is why I don't think, this is why, A, I don't think they can catch the top four teams in the West. I think that's out of reach. I don't think they can get there. I agree. And, B, I'm scared to death that they are going to end up in the play-in tournament. It's on the table. I think we have to consider. I know you don't want to go there, but it feels like we have to consider it as a possibility. I'd be really surprised. I still would be really surprised. The Houston loss is probably the one if you said, okay, if there's there's any reason to think that that's where they may end up, that's the game. If they can't beat the top teams, and they've got, I think, 12 games against top teams coming up, if they can't beat them, then, yeah, they they may very well be in the play in tournament, which is what you don't want. I, I almost can't believe that a team with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and Nurkic and Beal and Eric Gordon and Grayson Allen, I can't I can't imagine that a team like that is a play in tournament team. But look, it is what it is. I mean, you know, their record is what it is. They they played a, a lot better since the December twenty fifth game against Dallas, a lot better. But there's still work to be done, and they've still had to deal with injuries and inconsistencies in the way that they play. Yeah, the Beal thing. Is And I'm reading the full quote now. I just clicked on the, the story for Maisie Central. Uh, Frank Vogel said, quote, I've got to go with the medical team to determine where he's at with his pain reporting. Discomfort, how much he's still feeling it with the increased work. With the increased work, how does it feel and how does it respond the next day, which will be the case for Wednesday, close quote. Um, so he's just, we, i got to check with the medical team and see. But he did say he was still having some discomfort running full court sprinting and so yeah i I, and it's it's hard as a suns fan not to be frustrated with that because you just have this horrible thought 
when does it end? When can you count on him? When does he arrive to this space where you feel good about his availability? You asked earlier, and I need to go back and look. I don't know for sure. I think it's somewhere between 15 and 18 games that they played consecutively. Did they play that with many their big consecutively? Three? I think it was that many. Okay. I think it was that many. I'll, I'll, let me, you talk for a minute. I'll see if I can no, figure it's, out it's how the many one, it was. I, I didn't think it was more than two weeks. It doesn't seem like it's, you know. And, I, and you, you talked about, like, when does it begin? Look, when does it start? Like, because, you know, that's the thing to me. Like, when does it when can it start? When can they, now they at some point, if they, if they continue with these injury issues and they get to the playoffs, they're going to be done. They, they're not going to be able to get through. They don't have the best depth in the league the way some of these other teams do. It's better now. Royce O'Neal had a great game against the Lakers. That was a really good addition. Um, he's played well for them. Um, you know, Grayson Allen, Eric Gordon, good players. Nurkic has been a good player. Uh, but I, I think that, you know, I always say this. You're not going to win an NBA championship unless your best players play great. You can win a game here and there, but you're not going to win a championship unless your best players play great. And they're they're very reliant on those three guys if they're going to win a championship. So those three guys are the ones that are going to have to play together. I'm still looking forward to like the games against the better teams. There's a, there's a lot of talk about the Celtics. Can anybody catch them in the East? I was even you know messaging you earlier today. Like, boy, I wonder if that's the thing too. Is this should, the Celtics just seem like man? They they seem like it's their year. Yeah, they do. Like, they really do seem like it's the Celtics' year. So, um, you know, everybody in the West is capable. The Dent Nuggets are capable. Uh, I think the Suns are capable. The Clippers are capable. Some people may still think that Oklahoma City and uh, some of the other Minnesota is, but man, if the if the if the Celtics are a juggernaut, like the Tatum and and uh, and uh, and their defense is great. Tatum and Brown and uh, Drew Holiday, like their defense has been great this year. They've got one of the better defenses in the league. They may be the team to beat. I think it was eighteen straight. Was it eighteen straight? Okay. It was eighteen straight games right. where they all played. Yeah, eighteen straight games. Okay. Yeah, it was it was basically the most of the month of from what I can tell, unless there's a game I'm missing, it's um, started against the L.A. Clippers on Monday, January eighth, and it ended on Tuesday, February thirteenth, okay. against Sacramento. Here's your magic number: twenty-four. Can they play twenty-four games together? Because when you get to the playoffs, if the, where they want to go. I'm going to figure six games for each round. Now, one, one, maybe one's a five-game series and one's a seven-game series. You're talking about 24, 25 games. In a, you know, and a lot of those games, a lot of them are going to be like you know, uh, every other day. You're going to play Monday. Yeah. You're going to play Wednesday. You're going to play Friday. Hard minutes, too. Really hard, hard minutes. minutes. Yeah, it's going to be more minutes. Everybody's going to play 40 minutes. The main stars are going to play 40 minutes. Now, if... Like, if this happens and you've got a key guy that's going to miss three games in a series, they could be done. You get Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, or even Nurkic misses three games in a series against Denver or the yeah. Clippers, yeah. you're in trouble. So the key is 24 games. Can you get these guys healthy and right to where they can make a str- get string 24 games together? Because that would eventually, you know, lead you to the championship. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show with the scouting combine going on right now, today was Meet the Media for Monty Austin Fort and Jonathan Gannon. And once again, not that it was needed, but we got it. A reaffirmation from the Cardinals that Kyler Murray is the guy. 
You'll hear who said what next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? All right, what's on tonight? The games that we're going to watch this evening, and it is brought to you by Global Credit Union. Twelve branches here to serve you. Become a member today at globalcu.org. Coyotes Hockey, does it end tonight? They were losing one nothing. The last update, Mitch said. Mitch, you got a new, you got a new update. Any score? Let's see. Uh, still one nothing. First intermission. One nothing. Canadiens. Canadiens. Okay. Guy Lafleur with the goal. <laughs> it's not, it's not Guy Lafleur didn't score that goal. <laughs> no, Guy Lafleur. He hasn't played since you were a wee last uh, game. Though. How many saves does Ken Dryden have? <laughs> He's not walking through that door. Uh, one nothing right now. The Coyotes have lost twelve. Oh my God! Straight. Games. They haven't won since you were a young man. Twelve straight games. Yeah, that is. That's a long. That's a lot of losses. That that's are a, over a month worth of losses. That's a long time. Locally, they're the only team in action tonight. There are games of interest in the NBA. I do want to pass these along. Um, six minutes to go in the first half. The Cavaliers are beating the Dallas Mavericks, forty-four thirty-three. Thank you. And the and Dallas lost to was it the Knicks? The Knicks. They, they, yeah. Dallas lost the other day. Okay. Uh, six minutes to go in the second quarter. The Warriors are beating the Wizards forty three thirty nine. I don't really worry about the Warriors. No, I, I just throw them in they there. Just don't, they don't really. I know. I know. Steve I know. Kerr got a two year contract extension. All right, but I'm not worried about that. Speaking, but go ahead. Speaking of the Knicks, uh, just underway. The Knicks are beating the Pelicans oh, right did, now. We didn't play the Monty Williams sound today. Oh. How did we not? How did we go the entire show? We were busy. We were busy. But if Mitch and not play Monty Williams' little tirade on the referees, if if Mitch has it, handy. you guys got a minute? Yeah, we got a minute. Go All ahead, right. play. It. Well, hold on. Let me fade oh, this yeah. out. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Monty, the Pistons were playing the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, they were about to win the game. One of the guys ended up like you know, Brunson missed the shot. They got the rebound. Guys got the ball. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, I think, kind of dives into his knees. Uh, definitely a foul. The refs don't call it. Brunson gets the ball back, passes it to Hart. He scores and gets fouled. Knicks win. And, and afterwards, I believe the referees admitted error. Oh like, yeah, yeah, we got it wrong. Yeah, yeah, we 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 got this. We got this wrong. And Monty, it's and, the only it's the only it's the only profession in the world where you can admit you're wrong on a regular basis and still keep your job. I mean, it's really like the it, it, like they're so bad. The officiating is really bad. I'm trying to think of another profession. Like I want to tell Monty. Monty I mean, Monty, I'm you're still not here. The, you're not the only one. <laughs> yeah, but look, Mitch is still here. <laughs> it's true. Anyway, here's what he said. Yeah. All right. Where's the New York media now? The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've we've done it the right way. We've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game, and the guy dove into Asar's legs, and there was a no call. That, that's an abomination. You cannot miss that in an NBA game, period. And I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of our guys asking me, what more can we do, coach? That situation is exhibit A to what we've been dealing with all season long, and enough's enough. You cannot dive into a guy's legs in a big-time game like that, and there be a no-call. It's ridiculous, and we're tired of it. We just want a fair game called, period. And I got nothing else to say. We want a fair game, and that was not fair. I'm done. 
first of all, there's a little fire in his belly. There's a little fire in that belly. We haven't yeah. seen that all year with him in Detroit. He looks he looks miserable all the time. But there's some fire in the belly there. Number two, you're not the only team that's sending in you know film to the league every second. <laughs> of course. Every pool report is we miss this, we miss that. Any close game, the officiating is terrible. I mean, it's absolutely brutal. The officiating. I, I don't. Maybe the game's too fast for them, or I, I don't get it. But um, we've seen it here. I mean, the, the the players' frustration level with the officials. Well, did you see the Lakers? They they were grumpy about it of after course. the Suns they game. Were, after the Suns they game, they had yeah. eight free throw attempts the whole game. They were they were all yeah. pissy about it then too. Couldn't believe it. like the officiating's just so bad. I, I you know forget about fixing the All Star game. Let's fix the officiating. <laughs> like honestly, Adam Silver, forget about like oh what can we do to make the All Star game better. Look, the game is being officiated at a really, really terrible level right now. Now, for whatever reason, you got to figure this thing out. Like, you got to figure it out. The officials have to be better at their jobs because they're not. And it's obvious. And every pool report after every game, they're always apologizing for getting the calls wrong. Uh, I don't disagree with you, by the way. Uh, Suns, fifth place uh, in the NBA's Western Conference right now. So uh, the Pelicans are sixth, Kings are seventh, Dallas Mavericks are now eighth. Kings are no good. Hmm? The Kings are not. No, I don't worry about. The, I don't worry about the Kings at all. They they yeah. lost last night uh, to the Miami Heat. Miami Heat didn't have anybody in that game. So tonight, the three big games to keep an eye on. If you're a Suns fan, I just mentioned them: Mavs at the Cavs. Uh, Pelicans at the Knicks, and then if you want the Warriors at the Wizards, those are the three games to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, Jonathan Gannon today at the Scouting Combine, um, once again saying having Kyler healthy for a full off season is going to make a huge difference. Awesome, it'll be good for him. I know he's excited to go through OTAs, training camp, you know, preseason. Um, but man, he's in there every day. But I think that you know, I think. You saw late in the year kind of where we evolved to, and, um, you know, we'll pick up where we left off and then continue to expand for him what he's comfortable with. And as always, I thought Drew did a good job. Whoever we got in the fold, make sure that we're highlighting their skill sets, And uh, but the, the, the game will go through one. The game will go through one. That's the quote that everybody's paying attention to. The game will go through one. So he he's their guy. I mean, they're invested in him for how long? Me and you've talked about it. Maybe it's just you know, maybe it's just for this year, and they'll they'll evaluate again. But um, look, Kylo's Kylo did everything right, and they've done a good job of supporting him and making it known that he's their guy. Yeah, and, and there's and it really has caused a curiosity around the league. Um, the tweet yesterday from the Cardinals. Maybe it was in response to the Bo Nix report over the weekend that the Cardinals were doing extensive homework on the Oregon quarterback. Maybe there was something else. But it, it And we weren't the only ones who noticed. I know we talked about it on our show. You were gone yesterday, but Jody and I talked about it. I know they talked about it today on the morning show. I know Pro Football Talk wrote about it today. Like, what, what, was, the, what was the purpose behind this? Why was it necessary for the Cardinals to publicly say, Kyler's our guy, when it had been widely assumed that Kyler was the guy. Right. You know, like, there was no need for it. Yeah, there was no need for it. Newsflash, the sky is blue. I, I mean, you know, a year from now, I don't know if Kyler's the guy. You don't know if Kyler's the guy. But right big, now he is. Right now he is, and there's no... It had to be the Bo Nix report that the Cardinals are doing all this work on. Um, Bo Nix, I think that's what it said, right? They were, yeah. Extensive, extensive, extensive yeah. work on, but I, I can't think of what else it could possibly be because I, I think it's been established that he was the guy all along. So um, we'll see, we'll see where that heads. And and for what it's worth, you mentioned the quarterbacks at the combine earlier. 
we know that the top three guys aren't doing – they're doing interviews, but they're not doing any work. The other three guys, oh, they are. They are. Penix is doing work. Bo Nix doing work. McCarthy's doing work. J.J. McCarthy. They're doing all the things, and I will be curious to see if one of them rises to the level of – like a real commodity, like somebody who could go very high in the NFL draft. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to do it for us. We're out of here. Thanks to the Diamondbacks. Thanks to our on-site crew. We'll see you tomorrow straight up 2 o'clock here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Have a great night, everyone. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.